is one of the things I didn't realize about people who give away a lot of money is generally speaking, their largest gifts are multi-year commitments that they're giving. And so they're not just waking up every year saying, uh, who are the brand new organizations I'm going to write $100,000 checks to this year? Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. It's too late for year-end asks. That's the title of this episode and I uh, intentionally am making it a little bit uh, controversial to get your attention. Now, some of you are required to go out and ask people for end-of-year gifts. And depending upon what type of work you do in fundraising, that may be more appropriate. But generally speaking, in major gifts, I hate the idea of of end-of-year asks. This makes zero sense to me in almost all applications, and I'll tell you why. Imagine you are uh, going on a visit with Bob and Sue. Now, Bob and Sue uh, have been giving $1,000 a year to your organization. And you occasionally see them at events. Um, You know, you send them a letter once a year asking them for a $1,000 gift. And now uh, you've been told by the higher ups, you got to go out and make some year end asks. So you go get a visit scheduled with Bob and Sue. Uh, you know, you have this conversation and you wind up asking them for a year-end gift of $5,000. Okay, there's two scenarios in this situation. And by the way, let's pretend it's right now. Let's pretend it's, you know, we're coming up on the middle of November. There's like 45, 50 days left in the year. And we're hoping to get Bob and Sue to give us a gift uh, because, you know, somehow they're going to want to for tax purposes, we think. And so we ask them for this $5,000 gift. There's really two options. Uh, one is they can say yes, and they can give you that $5,000 gift. The other option is they can give you less than $5,000 or nothing. You know, and of course, maybe they could give you more, but it almost never happens. So realistic options are they're going to say yes or they're going to say no, or, you know, a smaller amount. And so let's go with option, let's go with option, option A, they say yes. Okay, well, if they said yes, then pretty much by definition, that was an inconsequential gift to them. And the reason I say that is the majority of philanthropists, let's take Bob and Sue in this instance, um, I'll base this off of, you know, like real people I've worked with, they're not making significant giving decisions at the end of the year. You see, Bob and Sue give away over $200,000 a year. And as part of that, uh, $50,000 goes to their church. $50,000 goes to the uh, hospital that took care of one of their parents when they were dying with cancer because they're in the middle of a $250,000 commitment over five years there. Additionally, they've got a $25,000 a year commitment to an organization that Sue serves on the board of. So now we're looking at, that's $125,000 gone. 
which leaves us with, you know, let's call it they give away 200000 They've got $75,000 left. 75000 left. And then they're probably going to give, you know, maybe there's uh, another organization that's really important to Bob. And so he gives twenty five to them. And then there's four organizations they give $10,000 <clears> gifts to. So if I've done my math right, that leaves, so we had... 100,000 in the two bigger gifts and then we had 50,000 and so we've got $10,000 remaining out of their 200,000 that is not determined before the year begins. Now we're all the way at the very end of the year and of course they've come across a few places they've given 1,000 bucks, 2,500 bucks to. <clears throat> so they've only got, you know, $2,500 or maybe $5,000 left in discretionary giving. And so if they said yes to that 5000 well, then we know by definition it's inconsequential. It's just this leftover money that they didn't have any plans for. All of their significant giving decisions were made sometimes years in advance. It's one of the things I didn't realize about people who give away a lot of money is generally speaking, their largest gifts are multi-year commitments that they're giving. And so they're not just waking up every year saying, uh, who are the brand new organizations I'm going to write $100,000 checks to this year? This has been planned out years in advance a lot of times. And so when you go to someone with 20 days left in the year, 40 days left in the year, <clears throat> and you ask them for a gift, you're getting the leftover money. And so look, if that's what your goal is, fine. Like go knock your socks off and just go ask a ton of people for year-end gifts. But what I'm way more concerned with is how do we become one of those top giving priorities that over time becomes a multi-year commitment instead of, you know, what so many people do is just fight for the scraps of what's left over. And so, you know, the, the other scenario is you ask them for the gift and they give less than that. So like, let's say you ask them for 5,000 as an end of year gift. And they say, well, we can't do that, but we'll give you a thousand. Many times the gift offer thinks, oh, well, Bob and Sue are cheapskates. And it's like, no, you should have spent your time asking good questions, getting to know them and finding out things like people will share with you on, you know, on different timelines and given different personalities. Eventually people will share with you really intimate details about their giving, how much money they give away, um, who they give to, the amounts to particular organizations. You can then ask questions, you know, how did that organization become one of your top giving priorities? You know, could you ever see our organization becoming one of your top giving priorities? What would that process look like? If you are so focused, like just about every other organization, on squeezing every last penny out of the end of year ask this year, well, you're just shooting yourself in the foot because you are so focused on the, I want to get the $1,000 or the $5,000 that we didn't ask any of the questions. We didn't spend any of the time getting to know the donor that would have put ourselves in a position to become one of their top giving priorities. It's not uncommon. You know, I recently heard about uh, someone who gives away about a million dollars a year and they just committed to a gift of $10,000 to an organization. And it's like, you can view that $10,000 gift as like, well, they don't care about us. Or you can understand 
that probably 75% of that million dollars that they give away every year is already determined before the year begins because they're making these large multi-year commitments. And so you want to move into that realm over time. So if I was in a major gift role right now, and you know we're coming up on the end of the year, I would not care at all about what is somebody going to do in the next 45 days. I want to know what can we do to position ourselves to become one of their top giving priorities over the course of their lifetime and ultimately become an organization that you know one day they might give the largest gift of their life to. That is a way better approach to major gifts. It's much more fulfilling for you and for the donor and ultimately will lead to much more significant giving to your organization. So chill out with the year-end asks. By the way, I understand not everyone is in a position to do this. Your boss might be telling you, you have to go do this. And I understand organizations can be in tough positions and you need the cash. And so it is a balance for sure. But one of the things, like I asked a a prospective client of mine recently who's got a big, you know, end of your goal. I just asked him, you know, what happens if you don't hit that goal? And he went on to tell me. But I think that's an important question to ask. What happens if we don't hit our goal? Everyone's so focused on, you know, we got to make budget, we got to make budget. And it's like, well, do you? Like, do you have to? Because some organizations, like, you might have a a $3 million budget and you've got $2 million of cash sitting in the bank. So do you have to hit your budget? Or do people just say you have to because of some dated thinking that this is the way things have always been done? And so ask yourself that question. What happens if you were to focus much more on long-term growth rather than what you can accomplish in the next 45 days? You'll have a lot more fun doing it. You'll have, your donors will have a lot more fun when you give them a call the last few days of the year and you're just calling them to wish them a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year when everybody else is just begging for the extra three pennies in their wallet. So I hope that helps. If this episode has been valuable, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And as always, I hope this episode has inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization.